Hey everyone, before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to give you a little update on what I'm working on over at Look Within Leadership. I am building a new membership community called the Empowered Leader that will be launching in March 2021. And I'm also accepting new clients for leadership and self-discovery coaching. If either of these sound interesting and you want to learn more, I invite you to visit my website at lookwithinleadership.com and I will leave some specific links within the show notes. Thanks so much. All right. Well, hello, Catherine. Hello. Hi, Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to It's Okay to Love Yourself. I'm so excited to be speaking with you tonight. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and talk with you as well. Thank Thank you you for having me. (laughs) Of course. Um, So for the folks tuning in, I am so excited to be talking to Catherine about human design tonight. I heard about human design earlier in 2020 as I was getting more into astrology. I think 2020 really pushed me to deepen a lot of my spiritual practices and I started listening to more podcasts. I started hearing about human design. I got a reading in May, I believe. And I think I've just been hooked on the concept, trying to learn more about it and incorporate the learning. So it's super cool to be talking to you, Catherine. And Catherine, someone that I uh, connected with through Instagram and have been learning a lot from. She does tarot, astrology, she talks about human design. She has a course on human design. Um, so she's really an expert. I'm so pumped to have her and have her share her knowledge. Thank you, an expert. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't feel like one, but thank you so much. I'm, yeah, I'm, um, I'm excited that I just think it's cool how a lot of this is just coming so much to the forefront right now. And it's exciting to me. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like everyone I talk to about, at least as of right now, the people I've been talking to are, are saying like, I just started getting into it this year. And I'm like, oh, this year has been so, despite <laughs> it being so hard and heavy, it's been so cool at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think we're at a really interesting time in history where we have the internet, we have all these connection tools that we can learn from each other and other people. And what I'm really fascinated by is how people, um, just like the commentary on current events and like tying that to astrology, tying that to different transits and then how people and their design and their types, like how this all sort of comes together to create the world we're living in and like thinking about the future because it's it's hard. I feel like I, I spend most of my time like trying to pull myself back from thinking about, oh my God, what's going to happen next? <laughs> um, especially knowing all these tools, it's hard to reel it in sometimes, but it's, it's fun. And it's, it's, it's great that we are at this point in our human evolution to like, be able to have all this and know all this stuff. Yeah, I definitely agree. (laughs) Um, Awesome. Well, I guess to start off, I'd love if you would introduce yourself and um, yeah, tell us a little bit about your story. Okay. Oh man. Okay. So my name is Catherine and I am a human design coach. I actually have a focus on, um, soul centered human design, which is something I'm finally allowing myself to 
say out loud and explore. I find in the human design community that it's very linear still, Mm. um, which is really interesting to me because human design to me is like astrology on steroids. And astrology is so esoteric and um, almost witchy, if you will, air quotes there. But human design, for the most part, feels very rational and scientific in a lot of ways. Um, So I like to focus on the more esoteric side of human design and soul-centered human design. Mm. Um, So I'm a human design coach. I am a tarot reader and I'm kind of working on, I'm in like a manifestor ending phase. I'm a manifestor in human design, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) Um, So I'm in this like manifestor ending phase with tarot, I think, which is really interesting and bittersweet, or it's just morphing into something completely different. So I'm making a course on that. I don't really know my, I have an undefined G center. So, um, it's really hard to explain myself, but (laughs) I am large. I contain multitudes as I like to say, well, Mm -hmm. women, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm just someone who is really passionate about helping other people re- like reclaim their power and reclaim what has kind of been lost over the years of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, the last like three years of my life have been just a huge lesson in, no, you can do that. No, you don't need other people. No, you don't like, not like put your big girl pants on and handle it, but put your big girl pants on and handle it. And, um, just, you know, going through different things that I've really reminded me of, like, I am my own guru and I don't need anyone else. And that's kind of the approach I'm really wanting and, and aiming to take with everything I do is that I just want to give you the tools. I just want to help you see it from a different perspective. And I'm there to support you on a deeper level, but I really want to put all the power in your hand because you're the only one that knows your life and you're the only one that's going to be able to interpret things for yourself. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. I think I, I do see that as a shift of like kind of where we're going. I don't know if you could agree in like the coaching industry and things like that. Um, but even in the spiritual community, there's still this like weird hierarchy, like spiritual capitalism almost. Yeah. Um, and I really, you know, going off what you said about you know, we're in this age where there's the internet and we can all learn from each other. That is so Aquarian to me. And just this idea of learning from each other, compensating each other, but learning from each other and not making it this weird, like hierarchical, you have more than me. We all have the same and we're all individual expressions of the same energy anyway. So really when we come together, it's so we can experience ourselves deeper. Yeah. And you learn, I always say like, when I'm working with someone, I learn just as much as they do. If I, if I don't, then I'm like not doing it right in my eyes. Totally. Um, So yeah, that's, that's me. (laughs) And I have a cat. So I apologize if you hear him meow because he's locked into this room. (laughs) So it sounds like in general, when you approach human design and, and even tarot, it sounds like your focus is less on like doing it the right way. When you say like linear, is that Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah. Doing it the right way, but also, I don't know, like, and, and you know, and maybe this is just a part of who I am and like what I'm here to do, but I could care less sometimes about like the real everyday world. Not like <laughs> the big, not the bigger things. Bigger things are important, but I mean, just like to me, when I think about 
type and strategy, right? Strategy, for example, and human design. Like, yeah, okay. It's about how you talk to your boss and it's about how you, um, it's about how you interact with other people. It's about how you decide you're going to do something. But to me, like it's, I care more about the energy of it and the bigger picture. If that's Mm -hmm. making sense, it's hard for me to articulate, but linear and scientific and just still contained in a box. And to me, human design is like, when I think about the types, I think about how we're literally energetically creating what's going on and, and also the future. you know, not so much about like how you interact with Jim Bob down the street. I don't really care about that. I mean, just be a good person. You don't have to overcomplicate that. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I, 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 it's like a gap I see almost. Um, and I'm like excited to like, it gets me excited to start to connect it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's, it sounds like it's connected to how I think a lot of people who, who are in the human design world talk about how human design is like an experiment at the end of the day and how, um, you know, I think my favorite teachers and people I've learned from have always had that attitude of take what works for you, test things out, try things out that help you. But at the end of the day, like, you know, more than anyone else. And, and I think I totally connect with you on that and that that is the point of having these tools, like for us to take them and use them and, to figure it out for ourselves. And that's something someone can give you a reading, you can learn and read a book, but like putting it into action is really where the rubber hits the road and where you're going to find those adjustments for you. And um, I've always loved, uh, I, I worked in tech for eight years and did a lot with like disc profiles and like Myers-Briggs and just like different personality types. And I find those systems so fascinating. Um, And I think human design, like you said, it's like all of those things on steroids and just at this deeper level of like who you are as a person, how your energy works, which is, I think, a huge piece missing from a lot of systems around like working style and personality. And so it's, it's just like a mind blowing, really cool thing to dig into. And I'm yeah, pumped for you to talk more about it. Maybe it's a great segue for folks listening who have no idea what the hell we're talking about. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What is human design? So human design is a giant experiment. It's coined as right, like the science of differentiation, but essentially what it is, is it combines a few different modalities. So the way I kind of look at it and its place in the world is we have astrology, which is the planets moving around and the planets moving around creates energy. Um, it creates these little things that beam down from the sky and we are giant vessels that process and filter that energy. And so human design is your own individual energetic blueprint. And basically it's telling you how you're going to react when you interact with someone else's energetic blueprint, how you interact with the world around you Mm. and how you interact with the stuff coming down from the sky. Like why when the planets are moving around, this is why you feel the way you are, like the way you feel. So I love astrology for, I mean, it's like fun. It's definitely true in terms of personal life and personality, but I love astrology for like bigger events because 
that will dictate like to me it dictates those patterns well but when human design comes yeah. into play it's like when I'm focused on myself and how I process those that energy up from above you know that that spiritual concept as above so below like to me that's what human design is the so below of astrologies as above so mm-hmm. it com- it's a it's a system and it combines you know, it combines the chakras, astrology, the Kabbalah tree of life, the I Ching. Um, basically, we're nine centered beings. So for we traditionally know the seven chakras, there's nine centers. So two of the chakras are split up into two additional parts. And it kind of just shows you like, what the most natural energy is to you. And the most effective way, the most the path of least resistance, right, the most effective way um, the most comfortable way to exist and to make decisions, take action, interact with other people, create. Mm-hmm. And on a deeper level, like kind of like what you're doing in this collective, like what your little energetic piece of the puzzle is doing. Mm-hmm. I love that you said it's not just about your energy and how sort of your life, um, like how you go about your own life, but how you can also tune into how you react to other people's energy and the energy of the universe and and of astrology. Cause I feel like when I found human design, I was mostly thinking about it as a self-discovery tool to help me understand me. (laughs) And so as I learn more, I'm, I'm learning more about how it's not just a tool for that, but then you can take it to that next level and say, all right, well, how am I going to interact with my mom, who's a manifester, my dad's a project, like, and I feel like it's cool to just deepen and deepen into it. Um, and it's so complex in like a rich way, not in like an overwhelming way that it's, it's fun for me personally to really dig into and continue learning. Yeah. Yeah. I think the relationships part is just so cool too. Like my mom is a projector as well. And so when I learned that she's a projector and we both have defined egos. Mine is my authority, but she has a defined ego too. So like so much clicked and I'm like, okay, now I know, now I know how to approach her. Now I know how to talk to her. Now I know like I need to recognize her. I need to be more. And also myself, you know, I'm a, I am a single definition manifester, meaning all of my energy flows together in one straight line. And I don't need anyone else to kind of connect the dots for me. So it's hard. And you know, a manifestor's aura is closed off. So it's hard for me sometimes to remember that like I need to maybe make an extra point to mm-hmm. you know recognize someone or to kind of like I just need to take my blind like as much as my blinders are on I need to turn them outside of myself um so that you know it's really crazy cool for stuff like that mm-hmm. definitely that's so funny to me. Our birthdays are one day apart and that you're a manifester, your mom's a projector and my mom's a manifester and I'm a projector. It's like, yeah, an aside, that's so funny. many similarities. And I like, I told you when I pulled your chart, I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder had I been born the day before, would I have been a projector? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have that Gemini energy too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you mentioned the the different chakras being in, in human design. I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit more about like what happens when you like pull a chart, like how do you find out your human design? And then aside from the centers, what other, we talked about strategy, authority, what other components in the system are there? Yeah. So, I mean, there is, 
tons. There's tons. Yeah. I mean, human design will can tell you the best way to eat for your body. Human design can tell you um, how to set up your environment so that your energy feels good in it. Um, human, like how you learn well, like just human design can tell you so much. Um, but kind of like you can really just spend the majority of the time working on a few things. So one, understanding what your type is. There's five different types in human design. Um, there's a like a technical way to read a chart and determine what someone's type is, but you can also go to like mybodygraph.com or genetic matrix or Jovian archive and just pull a chart for free and it will tell you what you are. So <laughs> rather than overcomplicate it, there are tons of free resources on how to, you know, generate a free human design chart, just like your um, natal chart in astrology, you will need your birth time, your date and, a, and place you're born. Um, if you don't know your birth time, you can use 12 PM, but it's not going to be as accurate. Like in mm -hmm. astrology, if you didn't know your birth time, it wouldn't give you a rising sign. So it's probably not going to be as accurate as if you had your total birth time, but not too much is going to be different. So, um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay. so, so yeah, so you focus on your type. So your type is going to tell you a whole lot in terms of the way I like to describe it is if we were in, if we were in an office, right? If this were a corporation, mm -hmm. different types would have different roles within that office. So if you were a manifester, you would be the like CEO um, the person who started the company, who's probably going to sell it and not finish with the company. The manifestor starts it. It's um, on an esoteric level. It's it's yang energy. It's that big bang. It's the creation. It's the spark. Um, then you have the projector and the projector is, so if a manifestor is initiating that energy, the projector is then taking that energy and guiding it. The projector sees the system, understands where things need to go. And it kind of carves out the path, Right turns the sales a little bit. So in a corporation, that would be like your COO, your CFO, your, the people that are under the person. Yeah. Like yeah. the people that are basically on the same page, they're guiding the vision of the company. Then you have the manifesting generators and the generators, which are going to then as the projectors guiding that energy, they're going to take it and run with it. So your generators are going to be like your IT department and the people that are really good and they're really good at what they do. And they're here to master. They're here to um, see something to completion and really just get so good at it. And they love it. Only, only get good at something as a generator. If it makes you totally thrilled to be alive doing it. Other than that, it's draining you. Um, and then you have the manifesting generators, which are kind of like that in between space of generator and manifester. They can do both, but manifesting generators are going to be really good at, um, taking what's already being built by the generator and like doing it better, expanding upon it, innovating it. And then you have the reflectors, which would be kind of like HR. So <laughs> reflectors are, that's how I see them anyway. I'm sure that there's someone, and I know I saw a post from, I have a friend who's a reflector and she was like, I'm so tired of being told I reflect the health of the, of the community. And I think that's super important. Um, but if you think about it, what a reflector is, is a completely undefined centered human. So none of their energy, the nine energy centers are consistently generating energy. Instead, they're kind of mirroring back what's already yeah. there to you. So they're really wise um, about everything, like what's going on. They can really see things in a very deep, profound way and feel things in a very deep, profound way. And they're here to learn if those, if those undefined centers are like 
what you're here to grow wise and learn about. They're here to grow wise and learn about everything. So that's why I see them as HR. Cause it's like, you would, you would trust them to go to them and ask for an honest reflection of the situation, right. Or solution. So, um, definitely start with your type. Then there's your strategy. So each type has your strategy is like the most aligned way for you to take action. So you can literally just focus on who you are type-wise, your strategy. How do you align? How are you aligned to take action and your authority, which is the voice that you take action from the voice you should listen to. So if each of the nine centers has a different voice, one of those centers is going to be the one you can rely on. Everything else is going to be um, conditioning or shadows or fears. So you could spend years just following your strategy and authority because chances are what you're actually, according to your human design chart, supposed to do, it's going to feel so uncomfortable at first because you're, those are going to be all the, it's going to be that moment where you're like, wait, I've always been inclined to do that, but then everything else tells me I shouldn't. So you mm-hmm. could spend years just focusing on that and it will completely change everything for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember like this year, um, I was laid off because of COVID and it gave me though the time and like to really rest and to really, um, see the difference. Like as someone who used to work a lot of hours and felt like I had to be go, 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 go. It has been so fascinating, especially then learning that I was a projector and that I shouldn't be overworking. And that like, it's been such a um, experience to see really like the difference of, of going a hundred miles an hour a week versus like having more of the time and being able to, being able to have that time to like, see how I react differently, how, how I'm different, how my energy is different. Um, and without losing my job, I definitely would not have chosen that for myself as quickly as all of this has happened. So, um, it can seem really hard, especially when you're so in wrapped up in like your, the conditioning of our world, which is a lot about what I talk about in this podcast is like, you know, how do you separate yourself from like what you've always been taught to believe is like the right way. And that you are just learning that from someone else who thinks that that's what they've been told. And so it's, it's wild when you really try something new and see how it, it impacts you. Yeah. And if you even think about it, like, even if how we've been raised or conditioned, isn't like coming from toxicity or codependency or trauma or anything like that, like the thing I love about human design is that most of it is just so natural that when you learn about it, you're like, oh, that's right. So you don't really have to think about it too much. Yeah. Um, it, it's just like what you do naturally um, or what you want to do naturally, but you're stopping yourself from doing. So right. um, like when you realize that, oh, I was just raised by someone who does what they do naturally, but it's completely out of alignment for what I do naturally. And that's why it's so cool. Like when I see people doing parenting with human, human design with their parenting and like raising their kids according to their design. I'm like, oh my God, the next generation is going to be so amazing (laughs) (laughs) because they're realizing like, yeah, I mean, I'm a great, it doesn't mean I'm a bad mom or dad or anything like that. It's just that I am for like me, like I'm a manifester. The chances of me giving birth to a ego manifester (laughs) is probably not going to happen. So like, I need to encourage them to develop in their own, you know, natural way, not like what I want them to do. 
Yeah. Like I'm just, I like have chills thinking about a world where everyone is born automatically thinking what works for me is not going to work for someone else. And like respecting that and giving people the space to like figure it out. Like that's, that'll be it. That'll be wild. (laughs) Yeah. And when you think about how there's like 50% of our population is emotional authority. So 50% of our population is not designed to make decisions right away. Like, so how radical of a concept to allow people time to think about something before they decide it. Like, whoa, I mean, it shouldn't be that radical, but it is. We live in a world that's like, no, now. And yeah, the population at least is not designed to do that. Mm -hmm. So just recapping, you, you mentioned the websites where you can go and like pull your free chart. Mm -hmm. Um, And it sounds like the first couple of things that you suggest to look at are the type and the strategy and then the authority like a starting point. Those are the three things to learn um, and try them out in your life. Yeah. Honestly, like I wouldn't, I mean, the nine centers would be the next place, but I wouldn't go any further than that until you are following your strategy and authority because that's half the battle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and do you have any advice like for someone who's who pulls their chart, finds their type, maybe they're living a life that's very different from what their human design is, and they feel afraid to make that jump. Like, what's your words of encouragement? Or um, maybe speaking from your own experience, like, what was it like for you seeing your chart for the first time? How did you find human design? So I found human design through um, my now mentor, Eden of Intuition Lifestyle. She, we like connected on Instagram and, you know, became friendly and, you know, got to know each other. And then we had traded services at one point. So she, like I had done a few readings for her and she gave me a human design reading, which is how I came to like learn about human design. And, um, I, it's funny because I was still like, so in the astrology, like mindset Mm -hmm. that I remember thinking like, oh, this is great, but like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything with it. (laughs) (laughs) That was totally. And that usually happens in my life. Anytime I have that thought, I know I'm about to do something with it. Cause like, that's just my own little, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, like my own little ego rearing its little head there. But so when I first found my chart, the first thing I thought, honest to God, the first thing that I thought when I learned about and listened to my whole reading from Eden, and the first thing I thought was, oh my God, I'm not broken. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as someone without sacral energy, like, you know, uh, just for anyone listening, the only people with sacral center energy are generators and manifesting generators. So 75% of the world runs on this energizer bunny sacral center vortex that is just designed to do and do and do and do and do 75% of the world. This world is created by generators and manifesting generators. And so there's 25% of the population, maybe a little bit more that is conditioned to be that way, but that's not actually designed for them. So what happens is you start to get, you start to start feeling really bad and you start to get really burned out. You might get sick. Like I just thought I was broken. Like I genuinely thought something was wrong with me. And I was like, maybe I should go to the doctor. Like, I don't know why I can't. And it just got worse as like the older I got. Mm -hmm. So when I learned that I was a manifester and I learned that I didn't have sacral energy, I thought, 
I'm not broken. Like it was a huge sigh of relief. And then I learned that my authority was my ego center, which is not all that common. And I still like, this has been the hardest part for me is like unlearning that conditioning of like, I'm not selfish, you know, this doesn't make, I mean, can I like say, can I say not, not say yeah. two words? Okay. Yeah. Like, this doesn't make me a bitch. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I have this voice in my head that tells me I'm a bitch all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I don't like know where that came from, but, um, like, and even growing up, I was really conditioned to like, think about other people. And, and that has really benefited me, but to, it detrimented me for a while. Like I was really conditioned to like, just kind of go along with what everyone else was doing and not, not want something for myself. And if I, if I was like adamant that, no, I wanted to do it this way, I would like, you know, then that's how I think how that selfish storyline got put in my head. And so mm-hmm. I, when I learned that that was like how I'm designed to make decisions. And when I don't follow that, I get angry. I immediately was like, wow, this, like, it was just, I, I spent a lot of time crying. <laughs> like It was <laughs> very healing for me and it has been very healing for me. And so what I would recommend to anyone, cause you know, especially with some of the, some of the authorities, it's like really not that like, it, you have a splenic authority. That's really not that easy to digest either. And it's very against the grain of what every, you know, what we're conditioned (laughs) to do. So for me, like when I was learning to just do what I want, that was like, I I took me so long to even be able to wrap my head around what that meant. So what I would recommend for anyone who's kind of in that same boat is just start out small. Like I'm not saying go quit your job today or tomorrow or next week or next month, (laughs) like, but start out small, you know, like what I recommend to my clients is, you know, if you're really struggling to connect to that authority, you, we all ideally have one day off in the week, take one day where you have the whole day off and dedicate it to following your strategy and authority and just kind of flex that muscle, you know, do it when you choose what you're going to wear for the day, do it when you choose what you're going to eat, um, really practice it in the small moments where if you make it a decision that maybe wasn't the best decision for you, it's not going to totally blow up your life. Um, you know, like yeah, following your strategy and authority on the first time to quit your job, like, or, or move across the country is like, maybe not the best idea when you get, you know, when you take the training wheels off, then sure. Why not go for it? But, um, that would be my, that would be my recommendation is just doing it in the small moments. I remember one of the first times I did that, I like, didn't, I just did whatever I wanted for an entire week. And that was kind of the moment when I realized, okay, this isn't really that bad. The world didn't end, you know, Mm. no one's mad at me. I, you know, (laughs) didn't lose anything. I didn't like nothing happened to me. And I just feel better now. And so now when I enter like my business again, next week, I'm just going to feel better. So this is a little clue to to keep trying that. Yeah. No, I love that. Cause I think our brains, like we, we look for proof so much and it's hard to try something new. That is so counterintuitive to what we've always done, um, without having that like reassurance. And so I think that advice of just starting small and like a day, half a day, um, the thing that popped into my mind was like, my family always gives me a hard time because I'm terrible at choosing what I want on like a menu. And that's not following, like listening to my gut and just going with it. And usually I hate what I get (laughs) and it takes me so long to order. And so I'm thinking in my head, like that's one small way that you can like put some of this stuff into practice. And 
I'm going to try that next time when maybe we can ever go to a restaurant again, <laughs> but <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, 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 I think that's, what's so cool about human design is that it's not just like telling you about your personality. It's telling you, like, it's giving you, um, information on, on how you're, how you can make decisions that are going to make you feel content and like you're flowing rather than, um, like encountering that resistance. And I think that's kind of the goal I have for myself when I'm like thinking about being a projector, it's like, how do I get out of my head? How do I, you know, work with my ego to like, let myself be seen. So I can get invitations and just let it be easy. Yeah. Cause I just think it's so hard thinking about, um, just, you know, the, the traditional world tells you like, you have to hustle. And again, coming from like bro tech company culture, it's like, you gotta grind like uh, like and all I'm the sure stuff. Your defined ego loves that because my defined <laughs> ego loved that. I was oh like, yeah up there with them and being oh, in yeah. those comp like being with them in those offices. I could I got their energy. I picked up on it. Like I could totally gel with that and like adapt to it. But then on my own, I'm like I'm tired. Like I can only stare at my computer for a few hours and and like learning to be okay with that and knowing that it's still it's going to, things are going to work out and I, you have to just come back to that trust, but yeah. 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 And I mean, you're most productive when you're not drained, like right. I could work yeah. for 11 hours, but if I'm only good for five of those 11 hours, then there's only five hours of work that was done regardless of how long I sit at my desk, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you alluded to it a little while ago, just about that reaction of seeing your chart for the first time and, and that reaction of I'm not broken. Um, how, after that first sort of initiation into learning about your type and your strategy and everything, um, how has human design impacted like your relationship with yourself and your self-care and, and just, yeah, I guess your overall self-love practices, things like that. Hmm. So I think there's a lot of ways where I would beat myself up because I wasn't like that. Like I would see mm -hmm. it with other people. I would see something in someone else and go, why can't I be like that? Why can't I be like that? And a lot of, as I start to really play, play with my, with what I know and kind of expand upon it past like a textbook definition, I'm realizing like, a part of my like awkward sex appeal is because of my undefined sacral center. Like I'm totally awkward that that <laughs> sacral center is the sacral chakra, which is passion. It's not just energy. It's passion. It's primal life force, reproductive energy. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm totally awkward and I'll like mirror back whatever you give me, which is a lot of fun. And then my defined ego gets into that. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. like, a lot of, there was a lot of times where I was like, why am I not like that? Or like kind of getting down on myself about that. And I realized that, that now that like, I'm allowing myself to kind of be like, no, but like, that's what is so powerful about you. And even, you know, you're my undefined solar plexus. I, for a while thought there was like, I'm like, why? I know it means I'm an empath or, or whatever they say, but mm -hmm. you know, I was so emotional. Maybe like, why am I so emotional all the time? Or why do I get agitated with people? Like, why can't I 
be able to like really be present with someone who's hurting. Like, why do I want to run away? Why, why do I need to be alone? Why am I emotionless if something bad happens? And then once I'm alone, I break down. I'm like realizing all those things are just like, that's my undefined solar plexus being like, please, I don't want to process your feelings. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) I need to be alone. So it has really allowed me to not beat myself up in a lot of ways about what I observe in other people, Mm. because the reason why I'm observing it in other people is because my energy is different than that. So it's not that there's something wrong with me. It's just that I'm here to observe that and Mm -hmm. grow wise about it. Um, Another thing is my undefined G-Center. So I have an undefined G-Center and that means that like the G-Center is your center of identity, self-identity and like self-direction and where you're going and that vision for yourself. And, (laughs) you know, I always felt that like, I, you know, like I, I just don't like, I, you don't ask me that. Cause I can't tell you. Yeah. And so that used to really beat me up, but I have my gate 10, which is all about self-love and self-awareness. And I like, that's like my one piece of the puzzle that, you know, in a lot of ways I see the undefined centers as like the flavoring for your defined energy. <laughs> so even that has been empowering, you know, allowing myself to go, okay, so I'm only defined in these areas, but I can flavor that energy with all of the like wisdom that I have from all the other spaces. Um, and it's also really allowed me to learn to trust myself, which has been a really huge thing for me. Just like, I can trust myself. I don't need to worry. Um, and it's helped me feel really supported. I think there's a lot of, especially now there's, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are feeling unsupported by whatever you believe in God, the universe, like whatever word you want to use. I feel like it's really easy to feel alone and really easy to feel unsupported Mm -hmm. and allowing myself to explore and experiment with this natural energetic blueprint that I have has actually made me feel more support, more supported. And, um, more universally loved than I think I had prior to learning about it. Mm. And I really truly thought it was not going to be like that, which just goes to show that 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 is all conditioned behavior. (laughs) You mentioned um, the G center being like the, the center of self and, and identity. Um, How do you think that does that play a role in like how we view ourselves and like our, I guess, I guess self, if you want to call it just like self-love, like does, does having it defined or undefined like impact your, your self-esteem maybe is kind of what I'm trying to ask. I think so. I think so. Um, and I think so. So I think we should first start by saying that like, so the heart chakra and the chakra mm-hmm. system in human design is both the ego center, which is also known as the heart center and the G center. So that chakra is split into two. Okay. And I have a little theory about the heart, the ego center and the G center that I haven't, I haven't really shared with anyone. So if you'll let me indulge you, um, <laughs> I, uh, or if you'll indulge me, I suppose is the correct way to say that. Um, I believe we're shifting out of the ego center into a more G-centered way of living. Mm. Um, I believe that because not so many people have the ego center defined, um, more people have the G-center defined, but 
to me, if the ego center is that self-worth, um, I have something to prove energy and it's more fleshy, like 3D material desires, which would be why that drive to prove something is there because it's not proving um, out of anything over proving out of dominance, right? It's more masculine energy. So um, the G center is, I see it as the center of the higher self. I see it as the center of integrity and values and morals, but it's a higher level. It's a higher heart experience, right? It's still desires. It's still direction, but it's from a higher place. So mm. self-worth not as in, I have something to prove self-worth is in I am whole and I value myself. So I do think it probably, I do think it does, um, play. I think that probably looks different for everyone. Um, but just knowing that like, it's easy to feel whole and it's easy. It's, it's harder to feel whole and it's harder to feel inherently worthy, mm. not worthy because you're proving something right. If you don't have a clear sense of who you are, where you're going, if you feel like you're constantly changing and morphing, um, which is definitely at like can be attributed to the undefined G center. Mm -hmm. So I do think it in some ways definitely does play into self-worth, but not in that like egoistic way that might come with the, the, the ego center. <laughs> yep. So it sounds like if they're, if, it, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm understanding you correctly. When it's, if you have a defined G center, you're saying it might be, do people like more naturally understand that they have that inherent worth versus like the undefined who is kind of looking for that meaning outside of themselves? I think so. I think so. I'm, I don't think I can speak for everyone with a defined right. G center, <laughs> but I, I think so. I think, and it's not so much as like, it's not like an overt, like if you ask them, they might not say yes, but just the idea of, I know who I am. Mm -hmm. I show up fully. I love myself so much. So therefore, you know, there's something to be said for the ability to know who you are and inherently love yourself because you know who you are and what that means, like how that allows you to show that energy to someone else. Yep. Um, and so if, when something is defined, it just means that like, that energy is consistently available and generated within you versus undefined being some days it's filled in by the transits. Some days it's filled in by who you're with some days it's not. So you're really just all, there's lots of extremes there. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, you know, I think there's something to be said too, for just that sense of consistency that maybe plays into self-worth and self-love more than we consciously think it does. Yep. Yeah. And I, I definitely think even just like talking to clients and my, like my own journey, like I think I've seen it become easier to like be sure of yourself and, and feel that worthiness from within when you do it constantly. Like, I feel like I've had to like build those practices to remind myself and keep it top of mind or else it's easy to get lost in, in that the way that our culture is set up, which is like, what do you have that you can show to prove that you're worth 
like what you want to be worth. (laughs) Which is that ego center, which is why I really truly believe that like there is some kind of evolution happening here with like that space. Like we're shifting out of, we're shifting out of that ego drive and more into the higher, the higher heart, Mm -hmm. integrities, values, morals. Like, (laughs) yeah. That's exciting. If we, we definitely need less hierarchy and more authenticity and people being themselves and. Which is a huge part of a, like someone with defined G center, like energy. When I, like the people I know that have defined G centers, they're just naturally very, they, they're just who they are and it's very authentic <laughs> and it's magnetic. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, and you also mentioned just how it's helped you develop more like human design in general has helped you develop more self-trust. I'm wondering if you have an example of, um, it couldn't be something small, it could be something like a situation that was maybe bigger where you were easily able to lean into trust. Cause I think self-trust is, is huge. I definitely have spoken about it again with like my clients and just like coming back to that knowing within yourself, um, and that is so powerful. Um, so I'm wondering if you can share maybe a small example of, of a moment where you noticed it. Yeah. Um, well, so, I mean, just the idea of taking action and making a decision that is outside of what the voice in your head is telling you should do or what's logical or what's rational. Right. So, I mean, the biggest one I can think of that was more recent. And this is like one that just, I don't, again, start small, don't (laughs) jump off the deep end here, but, um, I was in the middle of like just this frenzy at my job and I just verbal diarrhea. And I was like, I quit and I just quit my job. And that, you know, that's very much a part of my design, the ego manifestor, like you have to talk it out and kind of bypass your brain and just start speaking from the heart and the, your truth will be found in those moments. And so I realized what I had done and I was like, okay, I have to, like, I can't go back on this. Like I have to, like, I have to do it. So I went home and I, I went home and I freaked out. I think I cried for a good week, like just really stressed out, really you know, and every time I did that, I just really tried to dig into my authority and I was like, okay, what do I want to do? What do I want to do right now in this moment? What do I want? Um, mm. and I just kind of leapt and trust fell into the universe and it was like, okay, like, what do I want? What do I want? What do I need? Um, and then took steps and actions that like, one got me out of my head and out of the freak out panic part, but like really was like, I have no other choice than to trust this decision I just made. So (laughs) I'm going to go with it. And I mean, I survived it. Like I'm now like, and even now, you know, I'm, I'm, I took a part-time job, which when I told my family that I did that, they looked at me, like I had 12 heads and they were like, how are you going to pay for anything? And I was like, I don't know. I'll figure it out. And they were like, we, 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 we gathered, like, <laughs> we should talk about this. Like, you know, are, is everything okay? And I'm like, no, like I'm going to take, a, I'm taking a part-time job and I'm going to focus on building my business. And, and I was shocked at how confident I was in that moment, because I think back to like when I had first kind of learned about everything and where I was even like two years ago when I, 
you know, cause I really only started implementing this like a year and a half ago. So two yeah. years ago, prior to really even implementing this, like I would have never, I would have never, <laughs> it wouldn't, no, I couldn't do that. It would have sent me into a full blown freak out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would have felt stuck and defeated. And so I really do like, that is the most clear example. I think I have for you of that, but it was just this I had to fight through the uncomfortableness, but then yeah. I surprised myself when I was talking and I'm like, wait, I sound so confident. Like I have it all figured out and I don't have it all figured out and I don't need to have it all figured out. I'm just following my authority. I'm following what I want. Um, you know, so trusting yourself that like for you, you can listen to that little gut voice and you don't need to logically think about it. It's like, what is, okay, let me go get quiet. And like, what is my, what is my, that little voice telling me and is this safe for me is this the most healthy for me but not like like total holistic health like what is the most healthy for me right now yeah. or if you're a sacral you know a sacral authority it's um feeling into your sacral center and like listening to what your body has to say and if you're an emotional authority trusting that you don't have to make a decision right then and there and give it two days give it three days ask for time mm-hmm. um and it, like, if it's for you, it'll come back and it'll, it'll be there. So I think we sometimes think so much that we are our mind and we're not mm. like, and, and I wish I could think of what the study is, but I know it exists. And so Google it. <laughs> there is a study <laughs> that says like, you know, the, the correlation between the brain and the heart that the heart can override the mind, but the mind cannot override the heart. So like if, and, and so to me, like take the heart abstract for some, it may mean heart, but like your body, yeah. your, your body can override the mind, but your mind cannot override your body. When your when your body stops working, your mind shuts off. So mm-hmm. I think that's, there's something to be said about that, you know? Yeah. I was just watching this documentary the other day. I was talking about just like the energy center, like your heart emitting energy into the world and that they now like in quant, like they're studying it in quantum physics and it's not the exact study you're talking about, but they just mentioned how powerful it is and how tuning into, um, you know, those positive energies like really does have a, have a ripple effect on like everyone. I think it just reinforces your, your point about we get, we, we live so much up in our minds and I'm so guilty of this. And that's really my struggle all the time. It's like, am I thinking this? Cause it's logical and it's what I see other people doing, or is it like something I really want and really believe in? And I'm, I think right now at this point in my life, that's when I'm constantly, um, having to really slow down and question myself all the time. Like, do I want to take that certification because like, I really want to, or because I think people will like respect me more because I have a certification and just, you know, all those, all those thoughts that run through your mind. Yeah. Um, and I, um, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, it's hard to like separate in the moments. Cause you, it's just so um, natural to just go from like one thought to the next. It takes a lot of practice. Yeah. And I almost wonder how much of you saying like, do I, do I want to take the certification? Cause I think it's going to give like me some kind of like something to prove, like it's prove it proves that I'm qualified or yeah. whatever. <laughs> but I wonder how much of that is rooted in like actually feeling like you need to prove yeah. yourself to qualify it, or is it rooted in like I feel like I need to have something to prove to prove because everyone says I should, but truthfully, I don't really believe that. Yeah. 
Um, which to me, like that's, you have that defined ego. So like, whenever I catch myself doing that, I'm like, okay, but you don't really think that you need that. So why are you doing it? You're just doing it because it's like, you're starting to judge yourself. No, no, we don't do that here. You know, (laughs) my coach that I've been working with, like we've gone deep into like my prover, like my inner prover, who's just like, give me something I can like cling to. And it's really been so eye opening and like kind of sad too, just thinking how much that part of me has like run my life up until this point of like, I just need these things to just prove it. But then like deep down, it never actually like filled any void within me. Like that all had to come from me recognizing myself and like knowing, cause like, you know, you know, you're more than just your achievements and the things that you have and do. But like, again, the, like our society tells you that'll make you happy. That's the key to having it all, you know, all these things. And so, um, one point I wanted to make too, just to circle back on what you were saying is, is like the small things like ordering off a menu or just like taking a Sunday to do whatever you want. Like that's where you can really experiment and the stakes are low, but to your point about really putting into action, um, around like your job and, and maybe the bigger themes of your life, like that's where you need that self-trust. Like, and I think that's, so it's, they're both like supporting you to find that within yourself to then have the courage to make those tough choices that people are going to be like, what the hell are you doing? So you have to have that feeling and that belief that like, yep, this is right. And you know what, even if it doesn't work out, I'll, I'll be able to figure something out. And I think that's, you can, I feel like it's just such a, a cycle that you can start to put yourself into once you learn this stuff. And that's really the goal is just like propelling from one to the next and becoming more firm in who you are. Yeah. And it's totally a snowball effect too. Cause if you think about it, if you're like whole, if you're so stuck in your conditioning and your patterns in the smaller details of your life, like you probably aren't even able to comprehend what the actual thing you truly should be doing or like what the actual correct choice for you on the bigger stuff is. So, Mm. you know, like I think back to before I was even doing any of the stuff I'm doing now, I was like really heavy into a network marketing company. And like I had started implementing human design then, and you know, nine months down the road, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I haven't wanted to do this for two years. Like, why am I still doing this? And, and I just, I think I always knew, but I either wasn't ready, but or I was just so stuck in that conditioning loop that I couldn't even see it Mm -hmm. where maybe other people could, but I like, it just kind of naturally evolved to this place where I, and by the time I got there, it wasn't so scary of a jump. I was like, Oh, this is the natural next step. And I think that's also really important because I think sometimes we pressure ourselves to need to make like all these big decisions or we feel like we're not doing enough. We see other people who, you know, seemingly just took this giant risk in this giant leap of faith, but chances are there's probably like five years before that, that really worked them up to this point where they were like, no, this is the next step. And I just need to do it. That's so real. I think, I think that's so real. And it's also just, we don't know. That's the stuff. It's like, you know, if you, if you listen to how I built this, like you hear, these people working on ideas and businesses for 10 years before it really got traction. Like you don't know those stories and and in our social media highlight real world, like I think it's such a good reminder that 
the people who are out there, you know, making really big pivots or, or like taking something that you are looking at them like, wow, they must've like been so brave to make that decision seemingly out of the blue. Like it's probably not an out of the, <laughs> out of the blue decision. They've probably been thinking about it for a while and doing a lot of inner yeah. work that no one else knows about to prepare themselves for that. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Awesome. I'm thinking if there's anything else on this stuff. I think that's all my questions for, for this. Do you want to just talk briefly about, would do you mind talking about my chart briefly? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So like, let's, um, is there a specific question you want to know? Like, do you want to put, make this like a, Ooh, almost like a, like a pseudo human design, like not coaching session, but just like, yeah, the spot, like rather than me just giving you a reading. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, yeah. Do you want, like, I'm just trying to think of a question or like, do you want like a scenario or something? Uh, whatever. What, okay. <laughs> whatever works for you. Is there something you're working on right now? Like we could go anywhere with this. Okay. I guess, well, maybe this is some, this is something that might tie a few things together. I, I feel like the past few months I've had a lot of, I've put a lot of pressure on myself. This is a theme of mine where I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself to have things figured out. And with human design, um, specifically being a projector, you know, they tell you, you need your niche. Right. <laughs> and I, my interests to myself seem very different. Like I have like the whole self-love, like body acceptance, all this stuff going on. I have like leadership and, and like management development stuff. And then this like spirituality side to myself. And so <laughs> I've spent the second half of 2020 trying to like trying to get to that niche of all these things and realizing I can't control when that's going to happen. And I just need to like continue to do what's interesting to me. Um, but I have a hard time in the moment. Like I'd still find myself feeling that fear of like, Oh, like, I don't know it. I don't know it. Like, how am I going to figure, like, what can I do to like figure this out and like <laughs> have it, <laughs> have it ready. And I'm just wondering, um, yeah, I don't know if, if that's something you can take in. <laughs> yeah. So for you, so I think, I do think it is an ever evolving thing. Um, you do have, as that projector niches do work well for you because you do have kind of like that laser focused thing that you understand, you see, you probably have like a pretty strong opinion about it. Um, and you just get it, you get it very well and you're able to really penetrate that. But you also are like that regardless of whether you're with someone who's in within your niche or not. Mm. Um, so I would start with like exploring what niching for a specific thing would be or, um, say you have like one coaching option and then you've got like a group course that's under the umbrella niche 
but it's not the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and this is where I think those little flavors would come in. So if you want to talk about self-love, that G-center energy, um, flavoring it with like your undefined emotional solar plexus and emotional people pleasing like that, that emotional codependency tendency, almost that some of us with that center that's undefined um, have where we either, you know, take action because we want to avoid someone feeling hurt. So we put other people before ourselves because if they don't feel, then we don't feel, or we run away from the important conversations because we don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Um, so you can like flavor like, okay, so I want to have, I want to do self-love coaching, but it's like, okay, take your undefined centers and niche it that way. Mm. Um, so you could really play with that sacral center energy there too. You could play with that root center energy of, um, you know, someone with a defined root center is going to be constantly like have that drive to like continually do better and do more and grow and evolve. And that there's such deep wisdom, especially in an undefined sacral root combo of like, I don't need to constantly be doing, and I don't need to be constantly growing and evolving. Like I can just be, and that's perfectly okay. So am I making sense? Like, like really taking that core energy that you have that you can give to other people and you can empower other people with, and then niching, looking at your undefined centers to really flavor it and niche it that way. Mm -hmm. And also just being okay with the fact that like, it could change. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, no one, even the people that do have a niche, they probably change a little bit over time. Yeah. So I think really just kind of letting yourself off the hook in that regard too. Um, I've been really fascinated with gate 26 lately we have the same incarnation cross. So this is kind of easy for me to talk about with you. Um, <laughs> I've been really fascinated with 45 and 26, but especially 26 in the sense that 26 gate 26 is usually like the gate of the salesman or the trickster. And I'm really not seeing it that way anymore. I mean, yes, it can be, but it's like putting on a persona or an act to um, get something out of someone else or to reach someone. Mm. And you don't nest like, yeah. Okay. Sure. Niche. If it feels good niche in a whatever way and allow yourself to grow. But at the end of the day, you have that full channel and you have that energy consciously defined. It is your earth, which is how your personality grounds and expresses itself. And so on the flip side and the high expression of that energy, you have a really profound ability to just connect with someone on a very um, unconditional soul to soul level. Like you can speak to the light in someone if you want. Mm -hmm. And so to me, like, it's, it's almost like it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, you want to have a niche because as a projector, you're here to be like the one that everyone invites and asks for their opinion. But I don't know if it needs to be so, so specific because I think no matter who you're talking to, you have this uncanny ability to really give them exactly what they need. Mm -hmm. Like your, that whole idea of the high expression of gate 26 is like your conscious will and like imposition of will isn't needed in the situation. Mm -hmm. I'm even thinking in my head, I just think maybe even where all the fear around 
and like compartmentalization comes from is like, I felt like in my career, I was like one way at work. And then in my personal life, I had all these interests that like didn't belong. And, and like those worlds are very separate. And I'm almost wondering if like, I'm really overthinking it and like self-love is my niche, whether I want to do it with leaders or I want to do it with people about body image or whatever, like it can just be that. And maybe that's, maybe I'm just making it more complicated. <laughs> I feel like we're really, I know, I don't think you're making it overcomplicated. And I mean, maybe I just have a very out of the box opinion on the whole thing, but like, I think we're so over past the time where it's like, I teach busy yeah. women in their thirties to love, like, <laughs> you know what I, mean? I know. Like, no, no more. <laughs> That's so surface. Like, can we please get real? Like, I just, I don't know. I, I yeah. maybe that's just like my opinion that's totally outside of the norm, but I feel like niche doesn't have to be so linear. Like yeah. there are multiple things that fit inside of the umbrella of self-love and whatever you like, whatever feels the, like that your gut is telling you whatever you want. Cause you do have that ego center energy. So like whatever you want to talk about, whatever, again, G center, whatever's aligned with you. Um, whatever, as long as it's by like upheld to your morals and standards, like, I really think, um, it's not, doesn't have to be so complicated, Mm. but I would play with like your undefined centers and filter that through, you know, and as someone with, you know, that splenic authority, you can really teach people, um, if you want to talk about self-love and um, like your body, because the splenic mm-hmm. center is about the health, but it's also body awareness and it's understanding like what your body's saying to you and understanding like that voice of your intuition. Like you can give people your systems mm-hmm. for them to play with. And that is a form of self-love, like listening to your body, honoring your body, honoring what it's telling you, not you know, okay. Yeah. Like a salad is healthy, but is that what's healthy for me right now in this moment? Like those kinds of things, like you can really play with that too. Mm -hmm. So I think self-love is a perfectly acceptable niche, long, long winded answer. (laughs) No, I love that. Cause I just, I just think I'm also aware of like that tendency that I have to think of like my career as a separate place that I can't really be like fully myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that has been, and, and, you know, I, th- I just, there's so much tied into like, like posting on LinkedIn and post like, and like Instagram, like, I just, how am I like, I feel like at this point I'm trying to reconcile, like, how do I just bring all of this together? And it's, unco- it's so uncomfortable because it's definitely not what I learned about like personal branding and, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like having that, that, br- that powerful, like brand statement and just having it be perfect and having it be, um, yeah, like I, I, like, I don't know if I subscribe to all that stuff. Like, I think, yes, you can use it and it's, it's helpful, but like for me personally, I just know I've always been more of an intuitive person. I've kind of used that to like guide me more than like super structured, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and I, I think things. there's a healthy, there's a healthy mix of both needed, but like, I'm someone who's definitely 
energy first. And then when like my energy feels out of control, then we implement a little structure. Yeah. But like, yeah. <laughs> same. <laughs> I would also encourage you to look at your incarnation cross. Um, so the right ankle cross of rulership, what does that even mean? If you read the book definition, it means that you and I, people like you and I are, um, our incarnation, like in this lifetime, we are meant to own land. What? No, <laughs> I don't see it that way. I mean like, yes. Okay, cool. But <laughs> that's literally what it says, like own land and like sheep and ox. Like, what? so how I see that is ownership over yourself. Mm. Um, our energy thrives when we feel in control. So like when we can support ourselves physically and we have ownership over that, we like don't rely on anyone. We're self-sufficient, yep. but I also see that as in in any instance that I show up, I am in control of myself. I am clear. I am whole. I am rooted in my own energy. Like I'm not being pulled by different people. I'm not um, frantic or showing up in a way that is outside of who I am to get what I need or what I want. So um, like, and, and also then therefore I have the ability to be a leader. Mm. Um, so that's how I see that. So, you know, going off to your point of how do I like bring all these worlds together? You don't have to separate your life. Like in yeah. this lifetime, you're here to be you and a total package ownership of all of you in any, in every single moment. And so even that, like, even that could be a niche. Like I help you own yourself. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, there's so many different things. And I think again, moving out of this, like everything needs to be separate. Like if you're not authentic now, like it's not going to last much longer. Yeah. So just, you know, ego center, just do it. <laughs> yeah. I need, to, I definitely need to take that to heart. Cause I think I've, I, I get really scared about posting and saying stuff. And like, I I'm trying to work through that. I'm trying to start with like blogging and like, I don't know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to experiment with like different ways where I feel comfortable just like putting something out quickly. I think podcasting has been helpful for that. And like I said earlier, I, I probably should get more in the habit of just saying it and hitting record and like forgetting it, not even going back. Um, but so another thing is, is that you're here to your bottom right arrow is pointing, right? So you're here to observe. You're not necessarily here to be observed. Mm. And with the, that and the combination of your undefined sacral center, what was just coming to me was that like, just be careful. Notice if you're slipping into a tendency of feeling the need to constantly be posting and creating. Mm. Um, because you actually like might have more power in you if if you're observing, kind of taking it all in, filtering it, processing it, and then posting something like super, like when your energy is concentrated like that and it's super powerful, you might actually like, that might one, feel better for you and two, yeah. might land better. Um, that really resonates because I definitely think I can feel a difference when I'm like have thought about an idea and have like looked at it from different angles and then put something together 
um, especially if it's like my own experience with something versus feeling like, oh my God, I have to get something out there. What am I going to write about? And like, so that, that's really, I didn't know that that's really helpful. And that takes a ton of pressure off, honestly. Um, and kind of reinforces the, the ideas I've been having recently, which is like, I don't really want to be that person who like lives my life on Instagram. Cause that's just not me. Like, it doesn't feel good to me to do that. And but that's, yeah, that's been the interesting thing with like going into coaching is like, you see so many of them on Instagram who are like documenting every moment of their day, making it seem so easy and like, <laughs> um, you know, everything. So thank you. That's amazing. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, wow. I, yeah, I have a lot to think about. This has been great. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Um, how can people work with you or, or get in touch with you? So you can follow me on Instagram. That's like kind of mostly where I live. Um, and hang out with me over there. And I don't, so I don't do, I don't do private readings at the moment. And I like go back and forth with whether I want to do them or not. They're just, you know, again, cause I'm experimenting right alongside with you guys. Like they just don't, they're not sustainable for me. Yeah. Um, so I do offer mini courses. Essentially what I do is I show you how to interpret the very basics of your own chart and you purchase the mini course that's relevant to your type and you kind of navigate your own way through the videos that apply to you and you can learn about it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like what I've got going on right now. I do have my tarot course happening. Oh, I think I'm going to, I think it's going to be available towards the end of the month. I don't really know. I'm not giving myself a deadline, but I keep saying towards the end of the month. So I should probably be close to that. Right. <laughs> but right now, like really that's like the mini courses are what I feel really good about. And, um, I am working yeah. on like a whole, I'm just, my brain is going 9,500 miles an hour and I'm like, I think, you know, we're all in the same boat as to like, just really everyone is taking a pivot right now. And I feel like I, I take a pivot and I get an idea and it feels good. And then two weeks later, I'm like, wait, no, I'm not ready yet. Like I can't, you know, I have to rethink this. So oh yeah, come hang, on with, hang out with me on Instagram. You can, you know, purchase my human design mini course. I am working on some content. Um, I just want to make stuff more accessible in a lot of ways too. So I'm trying to think of like, things to, to create that are on my Instagram or whatnot. Um, if anyone has clubhouse, I just got on clubhouse and I really like it. So you can hang out with me there too. Um, but yeah, I, that's, that's, I'm on Instagram. You can find yeah. me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always on Instagram. Yeah. No, I think it's great that you have the mini courses because I mean, anyone who's listened to us for this long knows like this, human design as a system is, is complex. I said that before, like there's a lot to it. And even if you get a reading, like I got a reading in May and I'm still constantly learning new things, even just by casually following people who talk about human design, like there's so much to it. Um, and if you're new to it and you go to my body graph or any of the websites you mentioned, like you're probably going to look at it and be like, what the hell is this? So having some sort of accompaniment, um, if you don't want to take that bigger step of getting maybe a full-on reading, I think is great to have accessible and, and give you that guidance from someone who can like take you through it because it's, 
it's definitely going to be looking like, it's going to be like looking at a foreign language at first, (laughs) like it's like astrology. (laughs) And my, the mini courses are essentially, I, when I was doing private, you know, basics readings, I just took the basics reading and broke it down. So like, you actually are getting a whole lot more because you'll get like, all of the authority videos on all of the authority. So if you purchase the projector course, you're going to get a video on every single authority for the projector. So like cool. you're getting a whole lot more too. Um, and I think I'm working on some kind of membership thing. I don't know though. That's like far off in the, yeah. but like I said, you could spend three years just focusing on your type strategy authority in the nine centers. So, um, I, like I've gotten some messages and in the beginning, I got a lot of messages that was like, Oh, like, can you include this? Can you include this? Can you include this? And I was like, these are, are you following your strategy and authority yet? Cause if you're not, then don't ask me for more because you need to be following your strategy and authority. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't quite catch that. Could you please repeat it? <laughs> yeah. And it takes a long time to actually know if you're doing it. Like I just, it's, it's constant, um, trial and, and error in a way. And just like, yeah, I, I keep coming back to what you were saying around like half of the population is not designed to make decisions in a couple of days and just how our pace like is just so wild. And maybe that's something we can take with us from last year um, on. It's just like, we all need to slow the fuck down. Answer if you need it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, thank you again so much. This has been thank fantastic. You. <laughs> anyway, I had so much fun talking with you. Yes.